Welcome to the Gary Smith Show. For the next hour, Gary will be taking your calls and answering your emails as he discusses personal development as it relates to your business, your career, and your personal life. Gary is a successful businessman and entrepreneur and is the founder and president of Optimum Performance Technologies, LLC. Gary is a business consultant, business and personal coach, and a professional speaker and writer who has dedicated his life to helping businesses and individuals develop and implement plans to take their companies and their lives to new levels of performance and success. Gary is the author of two outstanding books, The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life, and Achieving Unusual Greatness, Timeless Lessons from the Trail Already Blazed. If you have a question or comment for Gary, please call in at 860-432-9735 or email him at questions at optex.com. You can also learn more about Gary by visiting his website, optex.com. And now here's Gary Smith. Good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday morning. Hope you're having a great day out there today. It's a beautiful day to be out playing around in the yard. Uh, I was out walking around in the yard before I came up to the studio this morning, and I was telling Zach, my producer, I've got uh, a lot of work to do in the yard this afternoon when I get home. So thanks to Zach for taking time out of his day to be here with me and, uh, and help with the show. This is your show, America, so give us a call, 860-432-9735. Text at 860-856-7193. Email questions at optex.com. Uh, also, if you've missed any of our previous broadcasts, you can find them on my website at optex.com. Also, remember that this is the last week of our contest. So if you call in or email me, you'll be entered to win one of my books or a CD. So get on the phone or start uh, punching the keys on the keyboard and send me your questions and comments. Uh, this morning when I get up, I don't know about many of you, but I tend to be a, a news junkie. And so I listen a lot to, uh, to talk radio, uh, a number of different uh, stations so that I can get different perspectives on things. But I was listening to one particular show as I was having my morning coffee this morning, and it was a political, uh, a political discussion that was going on. But the, the host of the show was talking about uh, a political party, and he said that this particular political party has to examine what's working and what's not and be willing to make some fundamental changes in the way they, they approach things in order to be able to win uh, elections. And I'm perfectly okay with that. But then he went on to say that as part of that change process, they have to be willing to look at changing their core values. And that's something that I don't agree with. Uh, I think that we have to stick to to the core beliefs that we have, uh, unless those beliefs are just are just wrong. Um, but today in our show, you're going to hear a couple of words, and I want you to uh, to, to think about those. The, the first word is congruence, uh, and that is we're going to be talking about how that has to integrate with the rest of our lives. And the second word is introspection, that we really need to be willing to take time to look at ourselves, look at our lives, find out what works and, and, and what doesn't. And, and I really believe that we have to do those things in a way that are reflective of our values and not compromising of the values that we have. Um, in the past weeks, we've been dealing with a lot of subjects, uh, things like goal setting and achievement, uh, building a godly business, providing excellent customer service. Uh, and last week, we were talking about Christianity and entrepreneurism. This week, we're going to turn a corner 
And for the next few shows, we're going to be talking about various aspects of problem solving in your life and in your business. It's one thing to be able to dream and translate those dreams, whether they're personal or business, into some sort of action plans. But it's quite another to develop and deploy the capabilities to see those plans accomplished and to see your dreams achieved. Today, we're going to embark on a journey about learning how to remove roadblocks that stand between us and our dreams. Our special guest is Stephanie Callahan, and the best way I can describe Stephanie is that she is a brilliance extractor. So get out your your pens and pencils and paper and get ready to take copious notes. The next hour is going to be packed with great information. So fasten your seatbelts as we begin our interview with Stephanie Callahan talking about visibility blocks and why we want to get rid of them. Our special guest today is Stephanie Callahan. Uh, Stephanie is the founder of Callahan Solutions Incorporated, and she works with purpose-driven entrepreneurs, visionaries, and all sorts of remarkable people who are experts in their fields. And she helps them leverage their brilliance and get their message out with power, grace, and ease so that they can make powerfully positive differences in the world, up their profits, and boldly enjoy highly successful and meaningful businesses built around who they are. Um, Stephanie, I can't think of a better mission statement in the world to have, but it's great to have you here. Thanks so much for coming on and being part of the Gary Smith Show today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here, Gary. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, we're going to have a great time together, I'm, I'm sure. You know, in our conversations, you know, you've told me that uh, that you help business owners uh, break through what you call, call visibility blocks. Uh, can you tell us just a little bit about what a visibility block is and, and why we'd want to get rid of it? Absolutely. Now, visibility block is a term that I think I coined, although I'm not totally sure, but it it's simply a belief that you knowingly or unknowingly have going on in your subconscious that is limiting your ability to get more visible. And the reason that that's important in your business is if people don't know about you, they can't hire you, they can't buy your products. And a lot of people will say, well, gosh, why would I want to hide myself? I want my business out there as much as possible so that I can get those clients and, and those customers. And But what's going on is things in the background that you're not even aware of that cause you to block your visibility. Okay. So what you're saying then is that these villa, you know, these visibility blocks are things that really can sabotage your success. Is that kind of where you're going? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it shows in so many different ways. So you want to talk a little bit about some examples, because I think that would help highlight some of it as well. Yeah, I think that's really important. You know, uh, maybe you can talk about some of the visibility blocks that are most common, the things that you encounter most frequently with people. So let me give you a couple phrases and I'm imagining that some of our listeners are going to relate to these phrases, and that's why I'll share them. So maybe you've said, I procrastinate a lot. Or maybe you've said, I'm overwhelmed. I'm so overwhelmed. I, I don't even know what to do next. Or maybe you're saying, gosh, you know, my thinking's just kind of foggy. Or maybe... You're saying, I just can't trust anyone. I'm the only one who can do this right. Or 
maybe you're saying something to the extent of, I don't have time. Those are all phrases that can be symptoms of visibility blocks. Other things that can be symptoms of visibility blocks that I see frequently with my clients and, and with my colleagues are things like fear of failure or fear of success. Um, I mentioned procrastination, but uh, can also show up in perfectionism because when we're perfectionistic, we're not actually finishing and taking things to market. Uh, so there's a lot of different ways that those visibility blocks can show up on the surface. Okay, that's that's really, really interesting. So uh, maybe at this point, you, we can just pause for a second. Tell us, tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into doing what you're doing, and, and specifically, how you discovered these these visibility blocks as part of the work that you do. Oh, I'd be happy to. My my background, uh, we'll, we'll take it back to kind of degrees and certificates, right? My background is actually in marketing. One degree is in marketing and one is in computer science. So I say I'm both right-brained and left-brained pretty evenly in, in how I function in the world, which is uh, sometimes interesting. And I worked for a number of years in corporate America as a consultant for large Fortune 100 companies. And within that space, I was working more within computer software development. Uh, I ended up leaving that uh, experience in life uh, because the company went public and they started asking me to do things that were just way too close to my ethical boundaries. And I ended up deciding to leave. That's the short version of the story. But, but when I left, then I said, okay, what am I going to do? I knew I was going to start a business and I wanted to do something that I was really passionate about, that I could really make a difference. In working with the, the large organizations, there was a lot of prestige to that. And I had a lot of prestige in, in the, the roles that I played within the corporate space, but I didn't really get to see the end result of my work. And that was something that was important to me. And so I ultimately decided that I wanted to work with small businesses where change could happen on a much smaller dime, on a, on a much smaller hinge than what it does in large organizations. And I looked at all the different things that I had in background and training and things that I just really loved and took the life experience I had and, and said, I really want to build a business around helping these brilliant people get their message out farther so that they can be found. And uh, I did that largely because I had been very sick and it was through these exact types of people, the coaches, the authors, the speakers, um, purpose-driven people that uh, I'm actually here today to talk with you. And so I wanted to be able to help them find their way to having more clients and customers. And I discovered visibility blocks actually within my own business and working with my clients because I found that even though I'm bright, you know, I have, and I did really well in corporate, when I started my own business, I found that there were things that I was just putting off. And when I got real with myself, I said, huh, you know, why, why is it that I'm putting these things off? What's really going on? And got really introspective. Unfortunately, I had a friend that was willing to call me on my stuff and we looked closer at it. And as I continued to work with clients on their plans, I started seeing the same types of things crop up with them. 
And it got me really curious. And so then I started talking with colleagues and I started talking with people that I hired as coaches and found that these these blocks to your visibility, the things that hold you back, uh, sometimes they're founded in limiting beliefs. Uh, sometimes there's things that are going on on a subconscious level, but they're they're keeping you from your real purpose, from the things that you're really supposed to be sharing with the world. And that's just so sad to me. And so one of the things that I do in my business now is to really help people recognize those things so that their brilliance really can't come out and they can really make a difference with the work that they do because people can find them. That, you know, that's really, really interesting because as you know, I, I work as a, as both a personal and business coach and, I want to get your sense of kind of where I'm coming from and how that relates to what you're doing, because a lot of times what I try to do is I start off uh, with people creating core values and the core values are spawned from the, the personal beliefs that people have. But a lot of times what I tell people is imagine that you have, like if you've ever worked in a chemistry lab when you were in high school or college, they have these plastic face shields that uh, that you wear that you can see through. And I said, imagine that plastic face shield as being a filter between you and the world. And what you have done is based on your beliefs and your core values, you have set up a bunch of if-then types of statements on that shield that allow you to interpret things that are going back and forth between you and the world. And the thing of it is, is that sometimes those if-then statements really have no basis in reality. That, you know, they, they may be something that you believe, but as an example, let's say that one of your core beliefs is all Doberman pinchers bite. And so, and so as a result of that, you might have a statement on your shield that says, if I ever encounter a Doberman Pinscher, I am going to be Superman. I will leap tall buildings at a single bound. I will do everything I need to do to get out of there. When the Doberman Pinscher that you encounter may be the most friendly animal in the world. You know, so how does, how does that sort of thinking factor into where, where you're going with visibility blocks? It, it's it's an exact it's a great example of that. It's it's amazing the number of things that we have in our life experiences that it records this message in our mind that we just replay over and over again. And as it replays in our mind over and over again, and again sometimes consciously, sometimes unconsciously, we believe it and it becomes stronger and stronger in who we are. And and I love your example about the, the Dobermans. I think a lot of visibility blocks, people will even deny are there because of other evidence. So I can think of one in particular that I, I personally uh, struggled with. So maybe that would be a good example. So I, I mentioned a little earlier that I had been really ill. And uh, I was so ill in 2009 that I was told I wouldn't see 2010. And I had been to a number of different doctors, actually seven years of doctors, trying to figure out what was going on with me. And it it just, it wasn't looking good. <laughs> and fortunately, I'm here today because I found some people that um, treated my situation very differently and, and I was able to find healing. But in finding that healing... Uh, there was a lot of conversations that I had with God about help me see the resources and the people that I'm supposed to be interacting with so that I can become a productive member of society again. Because at the time, I really wasn't. Uh, I was just way too sick. And so as I got well, 
I said, I, any chance I can to share that story and, and what I did and how I did it to get well, even though it has nothing to do with my business, I want to be able to share that story because I want to be able to help people. And I was put to test with that uh, this past, at the end of this past year, November, December of this last year, where a magazine called First for Women, a reporter from that magazine, contacted me. And she said, you know, I remember, Stephanie, hearing your story, and I'm, I'm wondering if you'll do an interview with me. I'm thinking maybe we could do a story for the magazine. I said, sure, that's great. I've done a lot of different magazine interviews. I'd, I'd love to talk to you. And I, I got on the phone with her and we talked for, I don't know, an hour and a half answering all her different questions. And I was so excited that things that had helped me were you know, going to get out and help other people. And then she asks me this one simple question. She says, would you be willing to do a photo shoot if we move forward with this story, if my editor approves the story? And my initial response, Gary, at that point was run, you know, like cameras, ah, and, and it was such a visceral response. And I'm, and I'm on the phone with this woman up to this point, it had been an extremely positive experience. And so I, I took a moment to compose myself and kind of inner reflection of why in the world did I have such a strong response to that? Uh, and, and I asked her a little bit, the logistics of it and how would that work? And they'll send a photographer and, and people to, to my house to do the image shoot. And well, I finally decided, yes, I'd tell her, yes, I'd step into that fear and, uh, and go ahead and, and say, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then after I said, yes, uh, I panicked a little, but I thought if the story gets picked up, that's awesome. And if the editor decides not to go with the story, that's okay too, because either way I stepped into something that, that made me uncomfortable, but it still fulfilled a mission that I had to get my message out. Now, what's, what's interesting to all of that is I had some time between saying yes to that reporter and finding out that the editor was saying yes to the story. And I sat back and said, wow, Stephanie, you know, this is really interesting. Why in the world was that so terrifying to you? Um, and, and for background on that, it's, it's knowing that I've been in magazines before. I've been on the radio. I've been on national, regional, and local television. I've done all kinds of telesummits and, and Google Plus Hangouts. I mean, visibility for me didn't seem to be a problem in that way. So why in the world was having someone take my picture for a magazine a problem for me? And I realized that part of what I was going through was a body image challenge. They wanted to do a full body shot. And if you looked at any pictures before that, it was usually head and shoulders <laughs> that, that, that you got from me. And... So I continued to reflect and I continued to look deeper into myself to decide what was really going on with me. And I looked a little closer still and realized that it was also going to be a control thing for me because any other photo that had ever been taken of me was, you know, mostly on a digital camera where if a little cropping needed to happen to look the way I wanted it to look, well, I could make that happen. And in this case, it was going to be out of my control. I was going to say yes and, and have faith that everything was going to play out the way it should. And it did. And, and ultimately, I ended up on the cover of that magazine. Um, it was supposed to be, you know, just this little side picture um, in, a, in a side story, you know, midway through the magazine. And I ended up on the cover as well. But I share that story because it's an example of 
how things may not really seem all that logical. And yet, if you step into it and say, okay, it is what it is. I do feel this way and I accept myself for feeling this way. Now let me help understand it a little bit. Uh, now, in my case, I've cleared a lot of visibility blocks over the years. So I knew that saying yes and walking into it was also going to be the first step in me letting go of that block. Wow, that is a fantastic story. And, and you talk about facing your fears and, and overcoming that. That's just amazing. Thank you so much for, you know, for sharing that. Wow, Stephanie was speaking. Did you identify with some of the things she was talking about? Do you struggle with things like procrastination? What about fear? Maybe it's the fear of success. Maybe it's the fear of failure. It might be some other kind of limiting belief or visibility block that you have in your life. Maybe you've been through things like I have where it's, it's a being in denial about having any kind of a, a struggle with a particular visibility block because you haven't yet gotten real with yourself. The big question is, what have you done about it and have you successfully overcome it? If you're still struggling with it, what are you going to do today that's different than yesterday that's going to address it and allow you to, to get over it and get past it? Give us a call, 860-432-9735. Text at 860-856-7193. Email questions at optex.com. And let's talk about limiting beliefs and visibility blocks and see what we can do to help you get rid of them. We're going to take a quick break here, and then we'll get back to our conversation with Stephanie Callahan. But every athlete knows that each game is important. On the next Sports Spectrum, we'll visit with Orlando Magic TV announcer David Steele. He'll help us better understand the importance of representing Christ with each day we're given. There's also a conversation with Minnesota Wild forward Mike Rupp. Every game counts. We'll talk about it on the next Sports Spectrum. Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock right here on Life Changing Radio. You know, I've owned this company for a long time. I love what I do, but things keep getting more and more challenging. Taxes, the economy, global competition, they're coming together in a way that may put me out of business if I don't find a better, more cost-effective way of doing things. Businesses are struggling more today than at almost any time in our history. Problems with our national economy, uncertainties in Washington, and the global political situation are keeping many companies from taking action and moving forward. I'm Gary Smith, and I'm in the business of helping companies survive and grow. From cost reduction and productivity improvement to new product introductions and market penetration, I can help you drive your business in the right direction. Call me at 203-599-1467 or email me at gary at for your free, no-obligation consultation. Just an outside chance of a passing shower coming off the hills of northwest Connecticut this afternoon. Across the Connecticut Valley, otherwise mostly sunny, a cooling northeast breeze up to 60s, mostly clear, cool, mid-40s tonight, sunny, warmer, more seasonable, mid to upper 70s tomorrow, mostly sunny and warm Monday near 80. Randy Berkson with the WSDK weather update. All right, welcome back to the Gary Smith Show, where we're visiting with Stephanie Callahan of Callahan Solutions. Well, so far we've talked about uh, limiting beliefs and, and visibility blocks, and Stephanie has been talking about what they are. As we rejoin our conversation with Stephanie, she has a lot of great wisdom as we talk about 
the impact of visibility blocks on our ability to take action. One question I do have is, and I encounter this a lot of times in, in the coaching work that I do, one of the perhaps the biggest obstacle I have in coaching people is their inability to take action. They're great, mm. they're, they're great at sitting down and coming up with a plan, but then they stumble and it's almost like they hit a brick wall emotionally when it comes to when it comes to executing so when you when you see things like that and you you see that manifestation i mean that's the that's the output when you're working with someone like that how do you go about helping them discover the things that they're you know they're either consciously or subconsciously doing that are keeping them from taking that action and then once you've gotten there how do you help them get over that that's a great question. Thank you so much for asking that. And, and, and I will say some of it's an art and some of it's more of an intuitive or excuse me, some of it's a science and some of it's more of an intuitive art in, in what I do and in, in working with clients to help figure out what these blocks are. But a lot of times the, for those of you that are trying to figure it out on your own, you can ask yourself these questions. So let's say that there's an action that you are wanting to take to move your business forward in one way or another, and you're finding that you're stalling on it for whatever reason. The first question I would encourage you to ask yourself is, what is the worst thing that will happen if I do this? Now, for those of you that are like, well, no, I want to do this. Ask yourself that question anyway, because usually there's something going on in the background that we think, ooh, it's bad. And if we can identify it and then face it, it makes a big difference. So for example, um, when my son was really little, I started my business with the intention that my son would have the benefits of a stay-at-home mom, even though I wasn't one. And so I had built my business model with that intent and did it you know, very successfully, I'm, I'm happy to say. But I found that as he was becoming more independent, then I had more independence in what I did in my day. And so I changed some of the things and, that I wanted to do and increased my goals for my business. And I found that there were things that I just wasn't doing. And so I started asking myself, what's the worst possible thing if I did more radio interviews? What's the worst possible thing if I went and spoke at more live events? And when I got really quiet and I listened to the answers that were kind of running around in my mind, the answer that came out was, but I might not be able to be there for my son if my business gets too successful. So there were competing values that were going on in the back of my mind. I, wanna, I want my son to have this type of lifestyle and I want my business to be successful. And they were fighting, right? And so once... I was able to get to that root cause, then I was able to start moving forward. And the other piece to that, so the, the, the one question to ask yourself is what's the worst possible thing that could happen if I do this? And then keep asking it to dig deeper and deeper into what's going on, what's really going on, what's your real truth in the moment. And then look and see if you're biting off too big of a chunk. So there are some people that'll get really excited about the work that they're going to do. And then they get really overwhelmed quickly because now oh, we're moving forward and we're going to do this and this and this and this. And so another question you can ask yourself, if you find that you're stalling is 
what is the next action necessary to make this happen? Now, I'm not saying the laundry list of to-dos. I'm saying with this one particular action that you're finding that you're stalling on, ask yourself, what's the next step that's necessary to make this happen? And then do that step. And then so on and so forth. What's the next step that needs to make this happen? And by chunking it down into smaller bite-sized pieces, it can also make it much more digestible for you to actually take the action. And it's amazing how when you just do step by step, what's the next action, what's the next action, what's the next action, it's amazing how quickly you can get through things. Well, I'll tell you what, that, that resonates, both of those concepts that you talked about resonate with me so strongly, Stephanie, and I, I use it perhaps in a little bit different way, but I use it in working with, with my clients because one of the things that I always tell them is that there has to be a congruence between who you are and what you do. And mm -hmm. with, without that level of congruence, you're going to be constantly sabotaging yourself because you really, you know, you're, you're in, co in constant conflict with yourself. Uh, and the second thing I talk about, especially with goals, is that especially when you're working with, you know, really, as you said, purpose-driven entrepreneurs and visionaries, they tend to be looking 50 miles down the road. Right. And, and, and I have to reach out and say, gee, that's great. And I'm glad you've got that vision but what's the first step that you have to take? Because that's where the action occurs. And I think a lot of times we, as you say, we, you know, we, we lose empowerment because we, we look at the big picture and say, how in the world am I going to be able to do that? When if you break it down into the little tiny chunks of this is what I need to do today. And after that's done, this is what I need to do tomorrow. And when you break it down into very, very small pieces, it becomes a lot easier for us to overcome whatever's standing in our way, because it's just like, well, that's just a little thing. And the more we do that, the more consistently we do that, the more we build that action muscle that allows us to, you know, to plow through things and get things done. Right. Well, and you know, there's, there's a couple of things you said in that, that I think would, that we can kind of pull out a little bit more. One of them is the alignment question, because that is so critical. There, there are gurus out there everywhere that are telling you, you must do this and you must do that. And you must do this in, in order to get your message out about your business, that your head could spin and nobody has enough time in their life to do everything that's possible in marketing your business and getting your message out. And sometimes I find my clients who have, have followed somebody have followed an expert that is truly an expert. They're giving very good information. But that particular expert's mindset and value system is different from the person I'm working with. There's not alignment. And so the strategies and methodologies that that expert is suggesting just don't align with who they are. And that can cause all kinds of people to be spinning in their wheels, uh, largely because somewhere deep down they know this just doesn't feel right. You know, and, and an example of that is, uh, I had a client recently who has been struggling for a very long time to do uh, written communication, written blogs, newsletters, that type of thing. She forces herself into it all the time. We had a very simple conversation to say, you know what? You don't like to write. Writing's just frustrating for you, but you're an auditory person. You love to talk. She happened to have a radio show. You know, you, you love speaking and you do it so well. Why does it have to be in written form? Could you do a podcast? Could you do a podcast and have it transcribed into the written form? And it was amazing how the floodgates just opened up 
just by shifting a little bit to say, wow, there's other ways that you can get your message out. It doesn't have to be the way that you think it has to be. Look for something that's in alignment. Absolutely. Get creative about those types of things. And that, you know, that is so powerful. And that's highlighting what you're talking about there. You're absolutely right. I think that there are too many people out there who have a canned approach for doing things. And that's why a lot of times when I'm uh, being interviewed by a potential client, they'll say, well, what system is it that you use? And my response is, I don't have a system. I have a whole bunch of tools in my toolbox but the system that we're going to use is a system that you and I are going to create together because the system needs to be built around who you are and how you think and how you approach life. Um, I'm, I'm an engineer by trade, so I tend to think about things very, very logically. And for me, it's a step-by-step, -step, lay it out, you know, action steps, work it one step at a time. But a lot of times I'm dealing with somebody who, say, is a graphic artist, someone who's extremely creative, very, very free thinking. If I try to impose my logical step-by-step -step process on a person like that, the only thing I'm going to do is create a system for them that's going to frustrate them to death and they're never going to use it and it's never going to help them. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I absolutely couldn't agree more. I said, I... um. The, the, the thing that has made my business the most enjoyable is that I've built the business model and then the marketing model around who I am. And so it can be fun. It doesn't have to feel like work. And it's, it's, still, it's still work. I mean, I still have to do the work. It doesn't somehow magically appear. But because it's been built around who I am, it doesn't feel like work. It's using my brilliance, my knowledge, and my resources and natural talents. Yeah, that is really, really important. It's playing to who you are as an individual. It's playing to the strengths that you have. And that's that, to me, is just the most amazing thing. Because when you do that, and you're able to do that on a consistent basis, like you and I were talking about before, your work truly becomes your play. And when you do that, it's just like lighting the fuse on the rocket. Get ready for some amazing things to happen. Right. Well, and you know, I, I also find, Gary, that there are instances where uh, you know, we're, we're both coaches, cons coach consultant in, in how we work. And a lot of times you can't see your own blind spot. So if you think about when you're driving in your car, every vehicle, no matter how they uh, manufacture it, always has some kind of blind spot, right? So that when you are switching lanes, you're physically turning to look behind you to get past that blind spot. Where a coach comes into play and can really add benefit for you is that the coach is on the outside of that vehicle and can see where you can't see those blind spots. And I said coaches are typically great at connecting dots and making visions and, and images that with what, who you are and what you do that you can't see yourself. But then they can connect all those dots, just like a little, you know, three-year-old connect the dot picture. You know, as an adult, you look at that connect the dot picture that the three-year-old's doing, and you know exactly, you know, that's going to turn into a teddy bear when they're done connecting the dots. But the three-year-old doesn't see that. They're still working on connecting the dots, and once they're all done, it's like, oh, that's a teddy bear. Where working with an outside party becomes really beneficial is that they can help you see that teddy bear faster and connect those dots. Oh, absolutely. And, and... It's funny because I tell my clients that coaches need coaches. 
Oh, absolutely. You know, I I have uh, I have a couple of a uh, couple of gentlemen who are co- combination coaches and mentors for me. Uh, they're people who have walked the path before me, and we get together, you know, a couple of times a month to have breakfast individually. Uh, but for me, it's a matter of uh, for them, a lot of it is just accountability. If this is what I said I was going to do, and it's sitting down, and they're saying, "Okay, the last time we met, you said you were going to do ABC. Uh, have you completed that?" Where are you? What can I do to help? Um, and, and sharing that stuff. But, but you're right. I need somebody to help me see the blind spots in, in my life. Oh, man. So much richness in our conversation so far with Stephanie Callahan. Uh, things from this segment. You know, what's the worst thing can happen that can happen if you take action on something? Rarely will you run into a situation where the risk is not worth it. Why? Because every action carries with it an opportunity to grow. And also, it's been my experience that in our minds, we all from time to time tend to view taking action as harder and more negative than it really is. If you're stalled, ask yourself, what's the very next action I need to take and take it? When a baby's learning to walk, what happens? Well, he rolls around first, then he starts crawling, then he pulls himself up, and then he starts taking little tiny steps until he finally learns to walk. The action process is the same. Small incremental steps get us started, and the more experience we get, the more our confidence builds, and the more our confidence builds, the bigger the steps we can take. Another important concept we discussed was that of congruence. There must be harmony between who you are, the advice you follow, and what you do. If that doesn't exist, success is going to be very elusive because of the internal battles you're going to be constantly fighting that consume your energy. This is one of the reasons why you should be really careful when choosing coaches and mentors because the beliefs and approaches that they espouse have to resonate with you or they won't be able to help you. That's why all of my initial coaching sessions are free. I want to make sure that we can work together and that my approach resonates with you. So, so far we've talked about visibility blocks and some approaches that we can take to dealing with them. But can visibility blocks be completely eliminated? Let's get Stephanie's ideas as we talk about ongoing challenges and opportunities of visibility blocks. And that kind of takes me into another area that I want to explore with you a little bit. When it comes to these visibility blocks in, in our lives, yeah, uh, I guess maybe two questions to deal with, Stephanie. One is, uh, do we ever really get to kill these things? So if you have a fear of failure in your life, and that's one of your uh, visibility blocks or one of your limiting beliefs, is it ever really possible to kill that sort of uh, that sort of belief so it's not a problem in your life? And then maybe a follow-on question to that is, do we ever run out of visibility blocks, or as you remove one layer, do we find other layers of stuff that we have to deal with? Oh, I love those questions. So we'll, we'll start with the first one. So the first one you asked, right? Of just the question of, can we ever get rid of our visibility blocks, right? So you mentioned fear of failure. One thing to recognize about different kinds of visibility blocks is that it can be like peeling away the layers of an onion in that there can be nuances to different visibility blocks. So I mentioned um, fear of success, actually, my, my fear uh, that I that I mentioned on this show of, you know, well, if my business gets really busy, then I may not be able to have this value that I had for how I wanted to raise my son in accordance to my business. Uh, 
once I was able to identify that particular piece of fear of success, it was gone. I was able to work through it and clear it and move on. But I'll tell you, other types of fears of success have cropped up. So it's possible to get rid of them all. It is possible at, at wherever you're at today and what you've de defined, you, you can clear those blocks and move forward with your business and your life, but also understand that they can be really complex and different nuanced. You know, the, the story that I shared here today about a still photo image being so crazy scary to me, and yet I was on video camera, I've been on YouTube, you know, I've been in front of cameras, but all of a sudden this one element was, was scary for me. It was nuanced, and I had to work deeper to get to those nuances. And, but it is possible to do that. It's just a matter of you being willing to do the work to do it. Now, I will say with, with secondary to your question was, you know, can you ever get rid of all of them? Well, my experience is that every time you continue to shift to another level of your business, then new things come up. There are things you didn't have to face in the phase of the business that you were in before. Um, I'm fortunate to know and, and have talked to a number of people that are in multi-million dollar, billion dollar businesses, and all of them have consistently shared that they've had things at every phase of their business that they've had to face and address so that they can make the right shifts in their business. It's a shift in their mindset and the way that they're thinking about things that allows them to have those leaps in their business to move to that next level for them. So, so at that point then, um, are you saying that, uh, that getting beyond the visibility blocks in some respects is also what's keeping us or what can keep us from making the paradigm shifts in our businesses? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, any, anything that's, that's holding you back that's going to be visibility related is also holding you back in, in you being able to make those paradigm shifts for your business. You know, if, if, if I'm holding back from having my photo taken, what other things was I holding myself back from for the same reasons? Uh, so they, they, they align up. Okay. Um, and maybe, maybe a follow on to that just a little bit is, uh, so we have the ability to, you know, to look at and work on the elimination of, of visibility blocks. Do what, what do you recommend as far as, I mean, is there a process that you go through of say some sort of regular reflection where you get alone with yourself and you, and you kind of introspect about the things that are going on in your business and, and really start looking for those things that are keeping you from getting over that next hurdle? I, I do, and I actually call it energetic hygiene. <laughs> that sounds kind of woo-woo and kind of funny, right? But, but let me explain a little bit. You know, we, we shower every day, we brush our teeth every day, we do all kinds of physical hygiene on a regular daily basis. And it's not unusual, it's how we were raised to be. But our how we think about things isn't necessarily something that we do hygiene on on a regular basis. And what I found has been the most effective for me um, and actually gives me better sleep is at the end of the day, before I say my prayers, I do a review of the day. And I do a review in a, in a few different ways. I look for things that I was grateful for I look for things where I had some kind of frustration or resistance and I practice forgiveness, whether it's me or somebody else. And then the third thing I do is say, okay, what in my day had I, where in my day did I stall? Where in my day 
did I say I was going to do something that I didn't do or where in my day was there an opening for me to do something that I didn't go through that door? And I just do, and it's, and it's not a long drawn out, you know, hours long thing. It's a quick review. And what I found in by doing that is that new things aren't built up over time. You know, it's just like, again, brushing your teeth every day. The plaque doesn't build up over time because you're brushing your teeth. The same thing can hold true from a, a mindset, energetic, spiritual level. That's absolutely true. In fact, it's funny because as you were painting, as you were talking, I was painting a mind picture. And one of the things that popped into my mind is from an old mentor of mine, uh, Zig Ziglar, who said that most people suffer from halitosis of the mind known as thinking, thinking. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, but you're but you're right. It's just, you know, it's it's taking the time to to go through just like you would shower and brushing your teeth and clean out your mind on a regular basis and process that stuff, not looking at it from the standpoint of beating yourself up, but looking at it from the viewpoint of, of what can I learn? Because if I did stall today and I can learn something from that, then that stall was not a failure. It was a learning experience and I can move forward and not do that again tomorrow. Exactly, exactly. You know, and, and I'm glad you said, you know, not beating yourself up about it, because it's really the, the process that I use um, is all in love, really. I mean, I, I, I shed a lot of love on myself, because I think that makes a, a big difference, and not in an egotistical way, just in a true self worth type of way of saying, you know, I, I recognize that these are things that have occurred in my day and you can look at them objectively and go, hmm, that's interesting. What can I learn from that? You know, Edison, uh, when they were working on the light bulb, had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bulbs that didn't work. And he's been known to have said, you know, those weren't failures. We just learned all the ways that didn't work. And it's just that slight shift in, in how you look at things that can really, it's that, that slight paradigm shift that can really make a difference for your next day. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's a young gentleman I've been coaching for a while now, and he he is one of those people who tends to beat himself up. And when he sets a goal and he doesn't achieve it, yeah, he will talk with me and he'll say, oh, I, I, I am such a failure because I didn't reach that. And the other day I looked at him and I said, you know what? You need to begin understanding that failure is an event. Failure is not a person. Just, mm -hmm. be, just because you set a goal and you didn't achieve it, doesn't mean that you're a failure. It means that you failed at that particular thing. But my question is, what did you learn? Was the goal that you set too aggressive? Where did you stumble along the way? What caused you to stumble? Let's see what we can learn from this so that you can grow because the goal is to grow. And next time you'll, you'll achieve that goal and then you'll set a more difficult one because that's how we, that's how we evolve. That's how we, we grow emotionally as, as business people. Absolutely. Well, you know, it, you saying that re reminded me of a few questions I'll have my clients ask themselves to just identify what's truly standing in their way. If there's something that, if there's some goals or to-dos that they wanted to get done that aren't getting done, we'll take a step back and go, well, what's really, truly gotten in your way? You know, is it you? Are you maybe are you discouraging yourself? And somewhere in your mind, do you think you don't deserve something, or do you think you're? It's really not possible. It's that big, big goal, and eh, you're not really sure of yourself. Or maybe there's people that are discouraging you. I've I've had clients whose family members think they're being supportive, 
but really they're more anticlimactic climatic than than supportive in that they're well are you sure you want to do that they're trying to protect them rather than encouraging them so you know, look at look at those things that are truly standing in your way and then do the flip of that and look at what are all your resources can you identify anybody that's made a similar shift gary kind of like the mentors that you talked about they've been there they've done that you know could you connect with them to get tips and a template for creating you know to, to finish those things or an accountability partner or a coach or a consultant you know, looking at the technology that's possible and, you know, you list out all those different resources and all of a sudden that task at hand may not be quite so big either. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's very, very good advice, Stephanie. You know, the whole concept of, of this self-introspection is so important because as Stephanie was saying, just like you shower and brush your teeth daily, having a period of daily reflection on what has happened and what you've learned is a major key to moving forward, to growing, and to reaching your goals. One of the things I suggest that I think is very valuable in this is practice asking yourself some really high-quality questions. You know, we when we fail, and we all do from time to time, it's easy to beat ourselves up and ask Ask things like, how could I have been so stupid? And you know what? If you ask yourself that question, your mind can come up with a whole list of things that will clearly define just how stupid you've been. The question I have is, how do you benefit from either that kind of question or the resulting answer? You don't. An alternative is to ask better quality questions. Instead of asking how you could have been so stupid, how about doing something like saying, what can I learn from this mistake that will help me in the future? It's a great question to ask, and your mind can cook up some great things that will help make you wiser and better tomorrow. We're going to take another quick break here, and when we come back, we're going to uh, wrap up our conversation with Stephanie. My organization asked me to find a speaker for one of our major events. I didn't know where to turn until a friend recommended that I contact Gary Smith. Gary was easy to work with and affordable. He designed and delivered an amazing program that met all of our needs. This is Gary Smith. If you're looking for a speaker who will entertain, educate, and inform your audience, call me at 203-599-1467 to discuss your specific requirements. I speak on a wide range of business, personal development, and spiritual topics, and I'll create a program that is guaranteed to please. Again, I'm Gary Smith, and I look forward to your call, 203-599-1467. A passing shower possible in one or two spots across the Connecticut Valley this afternoon. Otherwise, bright skies rule with a cooling northeast breeze up at 60s, mostly clear and cool mid-40s tonight, sunny, warmer, and more seasonable tomorrow, mid to upper 70s. Mostly sunny and warm Monday near 80. Randy Berkson with the WSDK Weather Update. Okay, welcome back uh, for our final segment with Stephanie Callahan. One of the things that we need to take away from the subject of dealing with visibility blocks are some words of encouragement. And Stephanie has some great ideas as we wrap up our interview. Last question for us today. What encouraging words do you have for our listeners when it comes to dealing with visibility blocks? The words that I have for you is to, first of all, understand that you are not alone. Every single client I've ever worked with has them. It's a human condition. 
So it's not that there's something wrong with you. It's just that you're human. And so understand that you're not alone and that it is possible to work through those things. It just takes a little bit of effort for you to look at them. And if you are new at looking at this kind of thing, then understand that it takes a little practice. You know, it's the, the, the nightly hygiene that I talked about a minute ago is something that I built up over time and just was very kind to myself in saying, I'm going to try this today and then we're going to move forward. And if you find that it's difficult, find somebody to support you. It's really okay to ask for support. Absolutely. I, I agree completely with that. Uh, Stephanie, for those of our listeners who, uh, you know, who would like to be able to find out more about you, tell us how they can get a hold of you. Well, the best place to start is on my website, which is stephaniecallahan.com. And that's my blog, but you can also find I'm connected on slews and slews of different social media sites, but I'm, I'm on a number of different sites, but you can, they're all connected within my blog. So you can find that there. And I would love to hear from you and start a conversation on any one of those social media sites or through my site. Okay, excellent. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much uh, for being with us today. It's been a real privilege talking to you, and uh, and I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot. I know I certainly have uh, have picked up uh, a number of things that I can use in my business from uh, from our conversation today. So thanks again for being part of the show today. Oh, you're most welcome, and thank you for inviting me. So as we wrap up things today on the Gary Smith Show, remember in this whole process, you're not alone. Every person in the world faces problems. Many have overcome them, and so can you. Also, don't be afraid to ask for help. Uh, both Stephanie and I work to help people remove the obstacles between where they are and where they want to be. It's all about helping you see those blind spots in your life and then walking you through the process to help remove that. Remember, too, that removing visibility blocks is an ongoing process. As you remove obstacles in your life, you grow, you move forward, and you process. Then you set up a new goal, you encounter new challenges, and you overcome them. But every step you take toward your dreams makes you better and stronger. And as you achieve, you not only benefit yourself and those you love, you benefit every single life that you have touched on your journey. And that's an amazing thought and a worthwhile goal, to touch literally hundreds of thousands of lives through your own personal greatness. Once again, I want to thank Stephanie for sharing her personal brilliance with us today, her love for her work and her clients, her intense energy, her knowledge, and her ability to overcome very difficult obstacles in her life should be an inspiration to each one of us every day. Again, you can reach Stephanie at stephaniecallahan.com. Uh, continuing with our theme of problem solving, next week I'm going to be discussing the topic of getting things done and the whole idea of work-life balance. If you want to be better organized and more productive, you won't want to miss next week's show. Until then, God bless. Live your life with passion. Thank you for joining us this morning. Please mark your calendars and be sure to join us next Saturday at 11 a.m. for another edition of The Gary Smith Show. And remember, there are a number of resources available to assist you at Gary's website, optex.com. Until next week, may God richly bless you.